Your hosts, Jeannie Walters and Adam Toporek, are two of the most recognized and respected names in customer experience, and they've dedicated themselves to helping you improve your customer experiences. And now, it's time for Adam and Jeannie. Adam, have you ever found yourself talking to something that's not necessarily alive? Technically, yes, and here's how, because I do have two uh, very large dogs, but they're also very stealthy and quiet. So have you ever been, I know you have a dog too, we're both dog lovers, yep. have you ever been where you're talking to the dog and then you realize the dog's not in the room? I totally have been that person, yes. Yeah, so it's, technically because mm-hmm. of that, my answer to your question is yes, because I guess I was talking to the table or the wall or <laughs> my laptop, something, anything but a live sentient creature. Well, and you know, I was just sharing today, my son asked me about my first car that I ever purchased. And I was telling him about my Saturn SL3, I think it was. I thought you were going to say your Model T, but go ahead. No, no, no. Oh, you're so kind. Um, (laughs) No, it was my Saturn SL4, now that I think about it. And uh, I was very proud because it was my first car that I had purchased on my own. And uh, she had a name. Her name was Shelby. And I talked to Shelby. I would, you know, say good morning. (laughs) And (laughs) I think that there is something about uh, sometimes when we need that connection, you know, we create that connection with things or whatever we can. And I just read about how, especially in healthcare right now, there are some really interesting ways that organizations are using screens and avatars, which are basically cartoons, right? Like just a little animation of a thing of a cat in some cases or other animals. Uh, And people are getting very attached to these avatars. Um, But they're really being used in ways that are powerful for kind of humanity so that we can keep an eye on each other a little bit more. So I just think it's kind of cool. And it makes me think that there are probably ways that we are going to connect with screens in a way in the future that we're not anticipating today. Well, I don't know if we're not anticipating it. I would say, well, at least on the industry side, like we're Mm -hmm. on, right? I think it's not whether we're not anticipating it, we're wondering how effective it's going to be. How much is a person going to connect with the avatar? How much are they going to, you know, feel human emotions or those parts of their brain going to light up? Mm-hmm. you know, that light mm-hmm. up when they speak with a human. And some of the research is pretty scary or or uh, thrilling, depending on how you want to look <laughs> at it, in that uh, we're pretty easily fooled, it seems like. Yeah. Well, and, and not that- only that, but I think we spend a lot of time talking about kind of the the short interactions that we have with these types of kind of <laughs> foolery, you know, like... Yeah, right. um, <laughs> And I I know we've talked about how certain airports and convention centers and places like that actually have like that hologramish person that you can go up and talk to um, to get directions and things like that. I think we've had we've started to have those experiences, but we are always semi aware that that's happening. And I wouldn't describe that as a connection. What I think is so interesting about where this is going is what I read about was how there are so many people who are. Uh, typically older, or maybe they have health issues, and they live alone, and they're kind of isolated. And part of what makes them isolated is that they, you know, 
they don't have anybody to talk to on a regular basis. And so they're they're putting in these tablets to homes that have an, a simple avatar like the you know the one I read about was a cat. Um, and the guy was a Red Sox fan, so he named the cat Sox. And he could talk about the Red Sox with the cat. And that like did something for him emotionally. He said he felt connected. And they do it with a combination of artificial intelligence and machine learning so that the the avatar is kind of trained. And I'm putting air quotes there for all our listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're doing audio, Jeannie, just to let you know. Um, but they're trained to listen for certain phrases. And then there's also somebody on the other side of the camera and the audio of the tablet who's watching and can make sure like if somebody falls down and needs help, there's somebody there who can get them help. Um, but they, now when you say somebody's watching, mm -hmm. um, so these are, so they're using it as both like a security camera or a monitor camera more aptly mm -hmm. plus a interactive device. Yeah. And it's up to the person. Like the person can say goodnight to the avatar and, uh, shut off the, the monitoring, I guess, um, for a time being, but they're also really, it's, it's so that they can interact in this way and say, you know, I need help. Um, they even talked about in some cases, they believe that it helps prevent certain circumstances of, uh, people going down a really path of depression and things like that. So they're finding right. so it, like, it like target knows certain phrases and keywords exactly. and can, can alert the staff. Exactly. If they say something right. Okay. Exactly. And then the, the staff is actually speaking through the avatar. So it sounds like a machine in a way, but people get so attached that in this article, they said, if, if they say, I love you, we'll say it back. So that that's the level of connection we're talking about. So it's just, I don't know, it really got me thinking, like, maybe we are looking at these short term experiences and assuming that's how we're all going to feel about these. But these longer term situations, there might be some really compelling use cases in the future, especially around healthcare. But, you know, even for teaching or education or reaching groups of people who otherwise we wouldn't be able to reach, it's it's interesting to think about. Actually, I think there's a powerful lesson in what you're saying, which is the yeah, ironically, it's because we talk about it all the time, but <laughs> the difference between transactional and relational. Yep. That, you know, our our depth of relationship is no different with a human. Right. Right. The more time we spend, the more interactions, the more emotional connections, the more mo moments we have, the more connection there is. And there's no reason to think and every reason to not think that you know, it's going to be the same yep. right? With, with whatever is replacing a human. And then I think we can also look at using the example you're talking about, the question of the person's state of mind, mm -hmm. which is they're going to be people and context is always important and context is going to be very important in how emotionally available is somebody. Now we're talking about you know elderly people in homes that are generally much lonelier, mm -hmm. but, you know, they're going to be much more, uh, I don't know if primed is the right word, but maybe a sort of emotionally open to connect mm -hmm. to 
a device, then maybe somebody else might be that is one not getting that time, doesn't have the need, has her emotional right. needs filled elsewhere. So there, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I, I don't think we can go really da- far down this road and we said we're going to keep this one short. But yeah, I think there's a lot to explore here um, from a customer experience standpoint and, you know, from a more societal standpoint. I, I agree. And I one of the things that jumped out at me too was that they don't believe in short-term pilots with this because they said it's very painful to people to take the avatars away. So it's something, yeah. So I think that I agree that there are a lot of lessons here that I think if we, I think we're going to be peeling this onion for a while, you know, we're going to keep learning about new circumstances that this might be a great approach to really connect with people in ways that otherwise they might not have the opportunity to connect. So it's pretty cool. All right. Well, thank you all for connecting with us. Once again, we're glad to be one of your long-term connections. Uh, you've been listening to Crack the Customer Code, and you're supposed to subscribe and do all these things that Jeannie usually says, but <laughs> I value our relationship. What if, we had a, what if we had a really cute avatar cat say it? First of all, we got to get we got to get a dog. I was thinking about that. Like I would I would be interested how many people turn off the cat at night and turn off a dog at night because oh. who really wants a cat staring at them while they sleep? <laughs> it's a little scary. They say cat are like a domestic serial killer. But, oh, but <laughs> wow. But I lo- we love all animals, but yeah, there's like all these funny like memes and stuff. Anyways, we are a proud member of the C-Suite Radio family. Jeannie, where can people find you? Me? I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and our trademarked customer experience investigation processes and more at experienceinvestigators.com. And I'm Adam Tepork, and you can learn more about me, my keynote speaking, and our customer service workshops and training at customersatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.